0: Since I hit him with that dirt track thing. Now nationwide, everybody knows my name. They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery. He sings that song we like. Yeah, boy, that's me. Roll like the trailer, I'm clawsin'. Huh. Them your tires glossin'. Huh. Them cold pine we're tossin'. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Yet I hit the high side, boy, I parking for Brian Clausen. Huh.
1: Welcome to Throttled Up, the podcast. Often imitated, never duplicated. Your weekly home for
0: the best
1: in motorsports
0: coverage. Even your grandpa talking about, it. man, that boy,
1: you and welcome back to throttled up the podcast and matt took had to take a week off last week uh had some some work things that i had to uh take care of
2: had to be the principal
1: yeah yeah it happens to me at times but tonight we got two really young pups here in oh, studio yeah. with us prior to coming on air we we were having a little conspiracy theory discussion and uh we got talking about The Matrix and realized that the Matrix came out as a movie prior to both of these two being born. And you were in your forties when it came out. No, I wasn't in my
2: forties. Oh. No. I messed that part up. Yeah, you messed that up. Okay. I was I was twenty-seven.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: My fault. It's all good.
1: I, it's all right. I was 14. <laughs>
2: Yeah. But now I look younger than you do, so it's <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Good living right there.
1: Hey, why don't you uh, throw out and introduce who we got with us in studio tonight? Again, two young guns here for oh, yeah. us. So let's uh let's get them introduced.
2: We got the uh driver of the number seventy nine superstock, Zach Sasser. And then I can't remember your first name, I apologize. Isaiah. Isaiah Sasser so they both super stock drivers right yeah you made your debut at thunder valley yeah and then zach's been running at brownstown so thanks for having us no problem hey you're welcome and let's jump right in here with both
1: of you and and this is the question i open every one of these shows with if you've watched it but it it intrigues me every time and even when i know a little bit about the past history but obviously You know, Isaiah, you told us before we went on air that you've been playing basketball. Zach, you just graduated last year played basketball. Involved in a lot of stuff, but what draws you into wanting to be in this racing deal?
3: It was just a family thing for me. I was born into it. I was, I think, six weeks old the first time I went, just watching
1: my dad and never left. (laughs) Isaiah, what made you
2: want to kind of jump into this?
4: Pretty much the same thing. Just... Just raising the family, I guess.
2: So when Zach started racing, did that make you more interested in it? Like yeah. you wanted to to jump in there too? Hey, can I take
1: a quick time out here and just say that um, racing, Rob, I'm, i I still feel young. I'm just. I feel young.
2: Do you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just want. He asked how it felt to be old, but I still feel young. <laughs> He's probably talking to me. Age is a mindset, Rob. Uh, <laughs> But, so it's in your blood. So obviously, you know, you you guys have, have spent time at the track there with with Dad, and um, you know, you talked about how long he had raced, and and you guys get involved. But where did you guys really get a chance to start? Where where, where did this start for you guys? I th-
3: I was about five or six, started out in a kitty cart running at Linton and North Vernon, and then I moved up to an actual full size goat cart, and. Ran North Vernon. I I didn't run goat carts that much. Just dabbled in it for a few years, and then when I was twelve, I got a mini stock and started racing it at Thunder Valley. And then I got a. It was called a kids mod at the time. We were going to run it at Thunder Valley in their outlaw four cylinder class. There was just three rules. You just had to have an eight inch tire two-barrel carburetor and a four-cylinder engine (laughs) so it it was a full-size modified with a Burt transmission quick change rear end and everything so we got it and we were going to run thunder valley the next year well then they had a big storm and tore down a bunch of light poles and they just scratched the season so we had to go race it actually in the kids mod series in illinois so we did that four times i think and i won one of them at i-55 oh wow and then, I think it was the next year, we got the Nightcrawler Superstock and raced it one time, and then the next week, I was playing basketball before we were supposed to go racing, and tore my ACL, so then that scratched the whole year.
2: So, were you like just playing like in the backyard, or were you actually playing...
3: I was playing in AAU, oh, okay. in Bloomington. Gotcha. At the Sportsplex. So. Oh, my
2: gosh. You probably heartbroken, weren't you?
3: Yeah. I, and it was funny. Well, it was not funny, but I told my coach... I asked him, can we get early games so I can go race that night? Oh. And so then from then on out, I really didn't ask for early games. It just <laughs> happened. Oh, really? I didn't. If I, I think like a couple times I had to miss a game, but it wasn't a big deal. And then the next year, I've actually raced the full season in the same car. And then we got a, the new TSR car last year, and we're still running it now.
2: So can you tell the difference between the Nightcrawler and to the TSR? Yeah. This,
3: n- the car we have now just has so much more
2: bite and handles so much better. And this is the first year you've been in the TSR car? Second. Second year, yeah. okay. So how many years have you been in Superstocks now? What, three? This, yeah, this was be my That's third year. Thought, yeah. yeah. And Isaiah, how'd you get started, man?
4: I started in the uh, kiddie cart, ran it a couple times. And then we kind of took a break from the go-karts, and then I moved onto the full cart raced it a couple times and then we bought a super stock this year and i've raced it twice
3: he kind of got to he missed out on racing because either i was racing or dad was and he was just more coming and watching but i guess it's his time now
2: so you didn't take the old nightcrawler then you got you guys got another whole super stock yeah, for, for, yeah. for you then okay. we bought a aubrey's car okay for all right okay so you got a pretty good night crawler or a tsr there yeah. then man that's uh i was gonna say that's a good piece yeah, right there that thing's been in victory lane uh, twice so that's yeah. uh, very cool
3: and we're pretty good friends with aubrey and dave and all them they just live right down the road from us
2: so we were we wanted it Oh, got gotcha. you <laughs> yeah yeah but she put it up for sale you guys were there huh yeah so I, I about know where you guys i've been over to to dave's house there so i know about where you guys are mm-hmm. at then so so that first time that you go from
1: you know the the kid mod or the, the the carts and the first time you're in that super stock and again you know we've talked on here a lot that super stock class you know both at Thunder Valley and at Brownstown but
2: very competitive it's yeah, yeah.
1: there's some guys in there whether they've raced at higher levels and they've settled back down to super stock so they're up and comers that are in that super there's some good drivers in there what's it like that first time you're getting ready to go out.
3: Uh, it was definitely really nervous because i i had never been any in any car that had that much power and it it was a lot different and i felt like i was just moving the wheel back and forth really fast just <laughs> doing this all the time i didn't know what i was doing i would be like it's really tight dad it's really tight and then he'd make adjustments and then i'd be like oh well it was really loose that's <laughs> that's what i meant and i didn't i didn't know what i was feeling in the car i didn't know if it was right or wrong so back to that nightcrawler car i raced it one time and got hurt well then at the end of the i thought everything was fine when i ran at the engine and everything so at the end of the year they had a race at bloomington and dad raced it just to see if everything was all right and see if the engine was all right so because we had no really data for the next year well he raced it and found out that our engine was not running right oh my gosh so it was really good that he did that so we could we were ahead
1: for next year
2: oh yeah yeah
1: isaiah what was it like that first time
4: you went out at thunder valley it was really nervous especially since you go from racing with kids all the way to like 40 year old men
2: (laughs) oh it's 40 old (laughs) you can say yes
1: (laughs) he's getting ready to be 50.
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's old (laughs) but actually in the super stock's uh Oh uh, I'm thinking of his name the Yellow 82 Terrence he, Johnson Terrence. he's uh he's close to 70 man so it's uh Yeah. Yeah. And that that you know at
1: Thunder Valley too man that's a tight little race track that you know you can't be, you can't make mistakes anywhere don't get me wrong but you get yourself in a lot of trouble real fast at Thunder Valley. Yeah, definitely. It's it's a little wider now and more banked than when I raced there in the
3: mini stock days but it's a pretty good little track and it teaches you how to drive and you got to actually be up on the wheel Mm -hmm. and like at brownstown i feel like you more have to be patient and kind of drive let the car do what it wants to do kind of but at thunder valley like you actually got to manhandle it i feel like
2: when are you gonna make your debut at brownstown
4: i hope this year but probably next year oh really
2: i mean that'd, that'd be cool to see you guys there yeah, know fun fest is always a good time to, to roll it out <laughs> yeah mom he wants to go to bloomington
3: but mom's like no i don't think you're ready for that quite yet <laughs> that's a different animal
2: what what's mom feel about you guys racing i mean is she nervous wreck on well, race day or you know yeah I,
3: yeah she she probably won't like me saying this but she'd rather <laughs> us not do it but since we're doing it like she wants us to do as best as we can and I feel like it wasn't for her we wouldn't have any of the stuff we have she she has a – I fund it as much as i can and dad does but she has the a good job that pays for a lot of the stuff and she'll she'll complain or she won't complain but she'll say we're spending too much we got to slow down but then she'll never if we buy something she's never says she's never says no <laughs> <laughs> well that's good to and, have that and yeah. it, we always me and dad always joke with her because she'll she doesn't want to go but since we're going she'll go and then at the races she's always she videotapes me on her camcorder so we watch it when we're done she's always cheering me on and stuff and we're like well where was
1: this during the week and she's <laughs> like well if i have to go i want him to do good That makes sense. That's i think a, that's every mom that's is exactly. that all like i don't want you to do it because i'm scared or i'm nervous something may happen but but once you're out there it's like i all i want to see is my my boys do the best they can so yeah. her thing is that she did it 20
3: years with my dad and she's ready to move on from it <laughs> she's done with it
2: <laughs> well unfortunately we have realized since we've done this show that racing runs in bloodlines yeah. you know it seems like if someone in the family starts it 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 just keeps running generation to generation there mm-hmm. now did any of your grandparents race or uh, anything? my
3: grandpa had a car that he owned and the uh, guy's name was tico ray who drove it mm-hmm. and yep. uh, i don't think he ever raced it but he had a car he owned it okay. and then
2: my dad started, and then my dad's brother got into it for a little bit. Tico Ray, uh, on the all time win list and late models there at Brownstown Speedway, man. So yeah, he's, he's that's got what some I've feature heard. wins, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, who were those guys as you grow up? Obviously,
1: you're gonna you're gonna look to your dad, but who are some of those other racing heroes as you guys have grown up? I definitely looked up to Jimmy Owens just because
3: my, when my dad had a late model. Uh, he wanted to get back in modifieds so like i think it was into 2002 maybe or 2003 and he traded his late model and jimmy built him a brand new modified oh, no they just kidding. traded so they my dad had slept at his house over the night and they got to be friends that's pretty awesome and right so there. i was kind
1: of looked up to him jimmy's not a bad one to be looking no, up to no. No. <laughs> he's got to
2: figure it out <laughs> yeah
4: how about you probably hudson o'neill all right He started in that crate. I was like 10 years old or so. I always loved coming to Brownstown and watching him.
1: And this is a perfect transition, so I'm going to steal it and use it. Uh, For those who are watching um, or who take a listen to this, join us next week, Wednesday night, 8 p.m., hudson o'neill is going to be here in studio with us uh talking about the jackson 100 and going into that big double weekend there at brownstown speedway full shows friday and saturday night for the lucas oil 8 models
2: defending jackson 100 champion
1: defending jackson 100 champion is exactly right so um yeah we appreciate it i know huddy's been busy and um but appreciate him coming back on so we can we can have a little chat about him and that new rocket and what we can see
2: coming up who else you guys enjoy
3: uh uh, I like Hudson and uh, Devin. I really like Devin Gilpin. He's just, I've always liked watching him drive. He's a clean driver, He just a great wheel man.
2: Now, when you're in the lineup shoot, getting ready to go out, who do you look over and think, man, I'm so, I'm getting to race this guy more. This is going to be fun. It's uh, going to be exciting.
3: Probably Matt Boatnik, just because dad raced against him and they were always friends and never had any on track issues, or he was a clean driver and he's just, fun to race with and a great guy
2: oh yeah i mean matt, that is one great thing about matt is he i mean he'll race you hard but it's it's always clean you know, yeah he, he does a great job of that right there
3: yeah like at last uh saturday or the last time we raced mm-hmm. i was leading and he was running second and it, when the race was over everybody was like well he wasn't gonna give it to you but he wasn't gonna rough you up like if he couldn't pass you then he wasn't gonna
2: what Yeah. You know, when I interviewed him in Victory Lane, that's what he told me that he was rooting for you, yeah. but he wasn't going to give you yeah. anything. You yeah. know? and I actually thought you was going to have one man. The whole time I was calling that race, I was like, "Zach's going to get a, a win right here, man!" And it just wasn't co- meant to couple be. too many laps there, yeah. man. That was Matt having too many laps around Brown Sounds. What that was, yeah. you know.
3: That's that's what they said it was just experience. Yeah, I yeah. thought for sure if I followed the lap car around the bottom one and two, he'd come around me on the high side. So I went on the high. Side thinking I could pass the lap car coming at it too, but just didn't happen.
2: Did your heart sink, man, when you went over the top of the four there? And yeah, for sure.
3: It, it was very disappointing.
2: It 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 sucked for me too because I like I said I thought you had a, a feature win coming at night. I was thinking you know this is gonna be the first one at Brown Sound. It's gonna be cool. And, yeah. But uh man, you'll get him another. You're you have stepped your game up tremendously from what three or four years ago when, when I mean it's oh yeah it's amazing you know and i don't know if it's a car or if it's your maturity as a driver or a combination of everything but when you roll out for your heat races and your features i mean it's you better watch that 79 car yeah
3: uh we've i think i've just gotten more confident as a driver and know what i like to feel in the car so then i can tell dad what we need what's where i think i'm losing ground and then we can adjust on the car and just knowing what i like to
1: feel definitely helps that's really good so here's a question i got when we go back to that one that got away from you and you talked about you know how your mom videotapes do you go back and watch that one too yeah is that is that one though that it's it's really tough to press play on and watch and yeah it was very really tough
3: but it's funny because usually when something happens big like what happened she usually is too busy watching and misses it so when it happened she wouldn't she didn't catch it but i still watched it and seeing the video you can actually when you're in the car it doesn't look at all what the video looks like because you think you're just looking right here and you can you can't see what's coming like from the video you can see well that lap car he was coming and you could see that what something was going to happen you could wow. see what you should have done
2: oh really yeah so it's just like sports you know you go back and, re- and maybe you remember in your head what it looked like from the car it's like okay i need to remember this you know next time yeah
3: When we won at Bloomington, I've probably watched that video 15, 20 times, just studying it and seeing what I did. And then, like, I've watched the Brownstown one
1: quite a few times, but it's harder to watch. Do you rewind hoping that it's going to change at some point? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, when I was coaching football, there were times that, you know, maybe we had a guy that dropped a pass or something. I'd I'd sit there some nights and catch myself rewinding, like, think – knowing it's not gonna happen but having that thought process like maybe if i do this enough times he's gonna catch that because we really need that one (laughs) yeah and then sometimes i'm just i know what's
3: coming so i just look away because i'm kind of embarrassed because now i see what i did wrong and it looks obvious in the video but when you're racing it's so fast and happens so quick
2: but, man, I mean, you're a you know, young race car driver. I mean, you know, that's that's what it's for. You're learning now. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of these days you can be the Matt Boatnik and be like, I've been here a hundred times. I know what's going to happen. I know, you know, what, what I got to do. And that's, yeah. That's all, you know, every one of them guys have been right where you're at. Yeah.
1: So I'll ask you this because, you know, Matt brought up there the, the idea of how much you've stepped your game up. Zach, what, would you, what, what do you think you've done to grow so much in the last couple of years? I think just working
3: in the shop is where it comes down to because like me and dad we're in the shop every night till eight or nine o'clock doing something last night we were up till 10 the night before nine i think just getting stuff ready and he's always taught me that's where the races are won is in the garage working so we just i think that's where we've stepped our game up and then not take anything for granted like it's worth if Something's worth checking to see if it's wrong or right. Just mm. don't take. Well, it's probably all right. Just don't do that. Check it. Take your time. Do you
2: understand the car more since you work on it so much? Like you can, you know, when something's off because you guys are are so hands on with
3: it. Yeah, I can definitely tell if something doesn't go back on right, or if our shock is doesn't go quite right or as smooth. I'm like, well, something's wrong there. That happened earlier this year. I was trying to put a shock on, and it wasn't quite going in our mount right so I took it off and looked at it and it was bent. Oh wow. So then we put a different one on and just stuff like that I've been able to catch.
2: Now are you as hands on in the garage too? Not as much. Not as much, huh?
4: That's, just trying to learn.
2: Right. I mean that's how but that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's it took great. me
3: like a lot of years just even when dad raced just sitting up there watching him not doing anything, just mm-hmm. learning and that's where I gained a lot of my knowledge from. Now are you but you're th- in
1: the shop, right? You're in the yeah. shop watching and learning. That's that's hands-on to yeah. me, too. Oh, yeah. for I, I, I agree.
2: At. Yeah, you know, you're not inside watching TV letting them do all the work. You're right there and, and learning, and that's awesome. Like last
3: night, we were working on his car, and he had a cross-country meet. Well, when he was done, he just came straight up there, and he might not have been able to work on it, but he was sit there watching what we were doing.
1: That's good. Now, when you guys get into racing at the same tracks at the same time, Zach, you're going to have to watch because – as he gets to know things you know plug my wire may go missing you know you never know what might have happened that he could say you forgot to check yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because the first race at thunder valley it was his first race ever racing the super stock and we were coming around to laughing and mom and dad said i chopped down on him coming out of two, almost <laughs> ran him in the tires and i was like well the car just turned turned really well there <laughs> I, I had good bite
2: yeah. that, that's that brotherly love right yeah. there yeah
1: <laughs> so i you know you said hudson but who, who do you look at as you start coming up who do you look at that you want to model your driving style after like do you watch zach and think i want to try and learn from what he's doing definitely. and be able to drive like him definitely all right all right zach who are you watching
3: uh matt of course because he's if you can beat him then you're probably doing pretty good and mike fields learn a lot from him he's really smooth and good and aubrey when she raced
2: mm-hmm. you know, all right before, there's been a ahead. whole lot of great superstars i mean you know jason hayman was a yeah. great driver there uh you know like you said matt jamie wilson is another yeah. great one you know um i'm going blank tucker yeah tucker yeah. chastain brandon carr yeah I mean, all those guys are just very, very smooth with, with their driving. I mean, that's, we've said it. Derek Clegg. Clegg, yeah, for what, <laughs> three years now. That, that superstock class is, uh, there's more competition in that class than there is even the late models, I think.
1: Yeah, I think there is too. From from top to bottom, 100%. Yeah. I mean, that you can literally go in there and say, depending on a guy hitting the right setup, 10, 10 to 12 guys yeah. can
2: win that any night. Steve Haller's another one. There. You yeah. know, that's a whole bunch. Of, and, it's this so deep competitive yeah you know
3: like you can run 10th and feel like you drove
1: the crap out of your car yeah and still 10th yeah (laughs) hey let's take a quick break but before we do that because i do want to thank some sponsors but i do want to say that coming back from the break i do have some pretty cool news uh that i just found out about last night and then i got the go ahead to announce it here on the podcast so we'll be right back after we thank these sponsors electrical work big and small gilpin is the one to call gilpin electrical services can do your small necessary jobs such as wiring lights in your race trailer or adding outlets in your shop they are also trained in installing whole home backup generators don't let a loss of power knock you out of having your car ready for the track this week with a generator from gilpin electric and generator services you'll be able to continue to work right on through the outage Give them a call today at 812-953-1261. Or look them up on Facebook at Gilpin Electric and Generator Services. Don't sit in the dark during the next power outage. See what Gilpin Electric and Generator Services can offer to you. Call them at 812-953-1261. Are you uninsured or underinsured? Do you know what kind of coverage you have? Do you know who to call if something goes wrong? Most of you probably know whether you currently have home life or auto insurance. But do you have the right coverage and the right amounts? This is where my family's agent, Tommy Taylor, comes into play. Tommy will take the time to sit down with you and look at your current policy and explain what he can offer and for what price. Tommy's an agent that is going to work for you to get you the best deal and best coverage he can. And when he's not the best option, Tommy's okay with telling you he'd take the other. Give Tommy a call today at 812-346-5664 or email him at thomas.taylor@infb.com. at infb.com. Stop knocking on wood. Call Tommy Taylor today. Is your car damaged? Does it need detail? Rust spots you've been swearing you're going to take care of? How about those foggy headlights? If this sounds like your daily driver or your project car, give Legacy Paint and Body in Columbus, Indiana a call today. They can take care of all those problems and more. They offer free estimates and are family-owned. Give them a call today at 812-799-1344 or look them up on facebook at legacy paint and body again give them a call today at 812-799-1344 dirt to media is your one stop spot for racing action of all types they cover brownstown speedway twin cities raceway park and thunder valley raceway weekly with on-demand video available the day after the race is held also for 2020 The crew will be covering historic Salem Speedway live. You can also get all the races with your VIP Dirt to Media membership on demand the day after the race. All of this along with covering the Burris Southeast Karting Series, Burris Blue-Grey Karting Series, and the American Crate All-Star Series live on their platform. It's time you were a VIP member of the premier location for racing coverage both live and on demand. So get over to www.dirttomedia.tv and sign up today. And one thing I'll add to that right there again, um, Indiana Pro Late Models headed down to Thunder Valley this Friday night. Yeah. Um, if you are a Dirt to Media uh, VIP membership, you're going to get that live for free with your Dirt to Media VIP membership. So you can watch all of the Indiana Pro Late Models action from Thunder Valley Raceway this Friday night on your Dirt to Media. That's not my... Exciting news, though. My exciting news comes with the Jackson One Hundred, and we just talked here. Huddy Huddy O'Neill will be here on the show with us next Wednesday night. But found out last night, his dad Don will be back in the Master bill House car for the double shows at the Jackson One Hundred uh, next weekend. So uh, just talked to Tater. Tater said no expectations. That they're going out to have fun um, and have a heck of a time together. So excited to see Don back out there in the yellow seventy-one
2: next weekend. Bring back a lot of old memories, right there.
1: Absolutely, Tater and Don together at the Jackson. That's a that's a pretty fun weekend.
2: Put the Titos away afterwards.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's actually part of the text message right here. So, uh, <laughs> I said, "Well, we we'll all have fun either way." And he said, "That's what me and Don agreed on." He said, "He he races better that way."
2: And I didn't say Totinos. I said Titos. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Um, well, and the. Uh, the, the Crown Royal too. Yeah, got to keep that. Yeah, that up, but, too. But no, shout out to them, and you know, and again, I want to say, you know, wherever anybody stands on anything, you know, I just want to give kudos to Tater and and you know, I, I'll I'll give my transparent bias that I'm buddies with Tater, but I appreciate them what they're trying to do to keep Masters built on the map and trying to come back and uh, you know and and continuing to try and race and and do what they do. So I'm excited you, to see you Don got in the car. A couple, okay. A couple. I, I got to keep somebody around so when I'm ready to replace you, I've got an option.
2: <laughs> uh, you'll be get all the uh, everybody be commenting now. Who wants to be next? So. Steve Peaton, give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> all
1: right, but back back <laughs> to you guys. Where, where does the where's the goals for this? Obviously, Zach, you just you just graduated, um, but but where are your goals and your what you see yourself doing in the future here in racing? Uh
3: Racing Superstocks, I think I'll continue to do that for several years to come. And me and dad have always talked that we'd want to run Modifieds, but we want to be able to win in Superstocks any given night on regular before we move up. And I'd like to run a late model eventually. If, I know it's a lot of money and you got to have perfect people behind you to support you, but I think I'll definitely get into modified.
1: In the years to come, hmm. I, I want to jump on that real quick because you know, Matt, I think a lot of times, and and I'm guilty of it as well. You know, we talk about some of these young drivers, and and you know that they don't get it sometimes. But I've been so impressed with some of them that we've had on here lately. Um, but but what you just said right there, Zach, is so true. And I think far too often, guys are so interested in making that next jump to that next level to that next level. But they never build their talent, mm-hmm. you know. It's just I got to get to the next car. I got to get to this. I got to get to this. Y- you're exactly right. There is no reason to jump to the next level until you're the consistent guy when you pull in. And don't get me wrong, you mm-hmm. with this super stock class, you're still going to have times when you're really good that you run tenth and you worked your tail off to get it. But that you're a guy every time you pull in, you could put it in victory lane. That's when you go make that jump, not just to make it to go do it. Yeah. So I, I'm very, very impressed with that answer. I thought that was a heck of an answer. Oh, I
2: did, too. I, I'm very, What about you? Where are you wanting to go?
4: Uh, right now, I'm just trying to learn and feel out how to drive the car for right now. And then eventually, hope to do the same thing, getting it modified. But the goal is hopefully to win a track champion.
2: There you go. That's a very good goal.
1: I like, I like it. I mean, that's that's the whole thing is, you know, just keeping your
2: head on your shoulders and, and continuing to get better so you said you needed some perfect people behind you take his time and you guys thank your sponsors that you got right now before we move I'll be getting in there twice yeah
3: for sure I gotta thank my mom and dad without mom we wouldn't be able to race, and then without dad we wouldn't even be competitive because he's he knows everything so then uh, I think Isaiah too for all his help and support and then uh, sasser construction that's my dad uncle and grandpa he Let's use, lets us use his shop whenever he wants, whenever we need. Use his power washers tools. His, he doesn't really complain. <laughs> and then, uh gotta thank Swift Springs. They've come on board this year. They've been a big help, and I think that's a lot of part of our success this year is because of them. Uh, gotta thank Davis Automotive, uh John Davis. He's my neighbor, and he thinks of me as his grandson, and I think of him as my grand
2: papaw. That's pretty cool.
3: Yeah so and Jerry Davis Racing Engines that's his son and same thing he thinks of me as his son and I think of him as a second dad kinda so it's pretty special and they've really helped me out a lot I also gotta thank uh, Brad Erwin with Erwin Customs he puts the bodies on the car and always does a great job and is very quick and reasonable in price thank uh, Willie's Carburetor and Dyno, they've helped us out a lot. Dyno in the car, getting everything figured out so that it runs runs fine. And uh, lastly, I think uh, Burt Transmission by Jeff Mounts. hes Oh, cool. Yeah, hes he rebuilds our transmissions every year, every two years, and he really helps
2: us out a lot. Isaiah, what do you got?
4: I got to thank Mom and Dad. They did <laughs> most of it without them i wouldn't be able to do half the stuff i do and uh john davis i mean he just helps us with everything we need and then jerry for building the engines
2: cool
3: uh my dad was grew up neighbors with john because he just lived right beside my house and john lived in the same house he did and him and jerry
1: and all the davises grew up so they're like family to us kind of that's awesome yeah I gotta give Zach credit again. There, he went mom right off the bat, man. He's got this down. He's ready. Uh, Yeah, Dad's taught me always thank her first. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few drivers on young guys. We had to say, hey, remember mom and dad. Oh yeah. Uh, So, but you right on top of it. So, as you look at that idea of you know getting that first win, okay, and we know that we had one that got away do you ever take the time to sit down and think what would i say in victory lane uh no not really well because there's this guy and he's an older dude but he's gonna come down the stairs and he's gonna stick a mic right in your face yeah his name matt Uh, that's him yeah
4: yeah i've
3: thought about (laughs) i thought about it and i'd be like well why am i even thinking about this i still have to go win don't worry about that worry about winning first and then that'll take care of itself But I have before and then I had to tell myself to stop
2: I tell you I have seen several first-time wins and the range of emotion (laughs) is so you know I I think back to Zach stalker you know he him and his dad when he won his dad met him there and I mean you know they hugged each other and I mean it was actually a very very cool moment in victory lane there before the, the interview ever started and then you know you have some that their first win they just get out and you know put dents in the top of the car with their fists because they're so excited and and hooting and hollering. I mean, so it's a big range of of different kinds of emotion down there.
1: And and the ones that I think are so afraid, some of my favorite first-timers are, they're so afraid they're going to miss a sponsor and they've got it to victory lane that there isn't as much emotion as what you expect there to be because they just want to get that
2: opportunity to get through their sponsors, make sure they mention them, and then they can calm down. Well, that takes me back to Jamie Wilson he used to pull the laminated piece out of his driving suit had all these sponsors written on it you know so he did get them so that's uh,
1: because those are some of my favorite when you're out and you're like okay they're gonna they're gonna be nuts and then they're like I I, I just want to thank um, everybody on my car and then they can kind of let it out so yeah yeah and it is it's important that you you take care of those people for sure so
2: and that's when another time when you see the family aspect of dirt oh, racing yeah. is when the family comes to victory lane you know because you know you guys all go in there and work hard you know mom make sure you guys get the things you need and dad's in there you know busting his hind end and then when you all come together you know, down on that piece of concrete it's like okay this is all worth it now yeah so, you know
3: it's Brownstown's dad's always told me it's really special and it's hard to win and i've realized that now <laughs> and like bloomington i really wanted to win there it's just up it's just up there with brownstown in my opinion oh but, yeah like we went at Thunder Valley and it 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 felt great, but it, it didn't feel as great as Bloomington, but right. it felt great. And I know Brownstown would feel
1: better. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and for a kid from Lawrence County, Bloomington is pretty special. So oh, that's yeah. that's one that, living, that's up there too. Uh, Ten minutes away from there and growing up on the hill, what made it really special. No, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: So I, I'll ask you this because I, I we've had other drivers that I've asked how different. Do you attack Bloomington Speedway versus Brownstown Speedway? Like Bloomington, you
3: actually are driving the car into the corner and still have your foot in the gas. Whereas at Brownstown, you're letting off pretty before you get to the corner, or at least I am, and then kind of easing the throttle around the corner and kind of babying it sometimes, whereas Bloomington, it's, it's hammered down. Like even last time, it was slick, but it was still hammered down. Which really surprised me. Kind so, of. so
2: Brown sounds more of like a finesse track. You guys got to kind of finesse the corners. Yeah, you got in. to
3: finesse and be really
1: patient. If if your tires are spinning, you're not going forward. Wow. How do you also when you when you get in a race and you're trying to maneuver? How, how do you decide when I'm going to attack, when I'm going to be patient? What, what what makes that decision for you? Really, just it's all about the
3: entrance to the corner and how you exit like if you can get in at least I try to roll into the middle and then try to cut across coming out of the corner around the tires and that's where you can really gain a lot of spots because they're they're veering out and you're coming down that's where I try to be aggressive and get most of the spots and then on restarts you have to be pretty aggressive because you're all that's your best chance you're all bunched up but then like i've learned the first night out this year i was a little bit too aggressive and spun it and bent the car we had to put a new clip on it so
1: oh wow yeah how much does that play into it when you're in the driver's seat too is that idea of i think i can make this but it may cost money
3: uh a couple times when we like went three wide a couple times i was like I might have just backed out a car length early getting into the corner saying it it really wasn't worth it but it it didn't
1: really matter i didn't want to tear it up i was saying it's got to matter it's got to depend too you know is it a heat race is it a feature and i get that you're not thinking about all that but you kind of go in with that mindset what what, what's at stake here too if it if it's a white flag lap and and we're racing for the win all right let's stick it in three (laughs) wide and see what happens and who comes out on the other side but I think, it, I think that as fans sometimes, I think we forget and we struggle with that because it's easy to sit there in the stands and go, why didn't you take that opening? Well, you're feeling what the car's doing. You obviously didn't feel like that was going to be good enough, or you felt like this could tear up a lot of stuff that, personally, I'm not coming to help you fix sitting in the stands yeah. yelling at you. So it, it is. It's a tough decision for you guys to make every time.
2: And like he said earlier, too, we don't see exactly what they see in the car you know you might see somebody coming down maybe that gap's closing that we can't see Mm -hmm. you know from from the grandstands or wherever so it's yeah you know totally different how hard is it to see in those cars because i mean uh it's it's pretty hard like
3: just the air cleaner on the hood like that's completely blind i cannot see anything there so if they're in front of you to the right yeah like i can't see their left rear at all and it sometimes it's difficult like at bloomington it was a one night we were racing there and coming out of the corner every time i was right behind the car but when we'd come out of four he'd hit that blind spot and i couldn't hardly see him at all i couldn't judge if i was hitting him or not
2: and then with the banking at brownstown when there are somebody's up on the very top and you're on the bottom can you are they up out of your windshield
3: uh yeah sometimes if they're on the very top and i'm on the very bottom
2: yeah i was I always wondered you know because like we've said many times you one not have have you can, raised you, you know. can
3: like they'll go out of the picture a little bit but you can still hear them and feel them and see their shadow okay i do sometimes
2: do you have a full containment seat and i mean how does that blind you a little bit there too or Uh, yeah
3: it they're really nice i i used to have one of the open seats and it Mm -hmm. you'd slide around and your neck would be sore by the end of the race but they're really nice i you got to have one for just safety and
2: comfort and feeling more secure does it make you want to go you know like charge the corner maybe a little more and stuff because you're not sliding around and yeah for sure uh
3: like the first night i think the seat was a little big so i had to stuff some shorts in the side because the hot laps i was sliding around i was like i can't do that i gotta (laughs) stuff something in there because you lose focus when like your head's slinging to the side oh i bet yeah i'm more thinking about that than driving okay this saturday night topless
2: what are you thinking about that man i think it's gonna be awesome i'm really excited for it i went out years ago and watched the late mo- you know the topless 100 with the late model so this is the first time i've seen you know super stocks around yeah. here so I, i'm excited myself i think that'll be that'll be really cool so
3: yeah and then i'm anxious to see how if it's going to handle different some people say when they race with their tops off it did some people say it didn't really change it so so hot
2: laps is going to be really interesting for you then yeah. so that's pretty cool and that's I think it's awesome. Your guys' class sponsor, uh, Curtis and, and Darla Kaiser. Mm-hmm. There, you know, they're going to help you guys out if you got the the sticker in the right place and you got on Facebook and showed them that. Yeah, they're going to take care of you through both gates. So I mean, that that's a win in itself just showing up that night, you know, because yeah. of Pewter Hall there. I think I,
3: yeah, that's great what they're doing. That's and they do bonuses throughout the year for yeah every class they've ever sponsored, and I think that's really what tracks, not like not doing topless or the same thing every week but trying to find bonuses to bring in extra cars Mm -hmm. i think would
2: help a lot and then the canes tree service giving 200 extra to the the winner and then whether they're going to spread 300 out throughout Throughout the field field.
3: yeah that's that's what we really like like we like when they add extra money but it kind of sucks when it's just the winner because you can run fifth but yeah and run your tail off and you didn't get more money but right
1: you know, and that's another one, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't want this to sound like I'm taking away from Curtis and Darla at all, because what they have done with Pewter Hall and Brownsound Speedway is amazing. But I do want to give a shout out to Kane Tree Service, who's also a sponsor of us, because mm-hmm. they've offered a lot of bonuses throughout this year and really put some money back into the racetrack. So I also, I know you mentioned them there, but I also want
2: to say, I man, this they yeah. have they've really thrown some things out to try and help drivers this year as well. But, you know, going back to Curtis and Darla with, with Peter Hall, no matter what class they're sponsoring, he thinks of something to give a little bit extra money here mm-hmm. or there. And the funny thing is, we're in the Tower, and like last year with the Pure Stocks, they come rolling up for their feature, and Jamie would get a text message, and Curtis would be like, okay, here's, my, here's what's going on tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody knew until... All of a sudden, when feature time, he's like, "This is what." It, that way, nobody could sandbag or do something earlier yeah. in the night to to get it, you know, because nobody knew until it got ready to start. But he's always, you know, he's great with with the sport. I, I think you know they they're great ambassadors. For, and you know, Cowboys been on our show, and he does a whole lot of good things for us. Well, you know. and
1: I got to say, I think this is really cool
2: because again,
1: like you said, when when somebody comes in and just throws money to the winner. You know, it, it, it doesn't help everybody, but I love what Curtis and them are doing here with, with, you know, the driver appreciation day and paying for you to get in the front gate, paying for you to get in the pit gate. That's going to help everybody, even if you have the worst night you can have. And, you know, I understand that's not going to take away if, you know, you have a mechanical failure, but at least it's something that you got from them. So I, I want to give a shout out to that because I thought that was just mm-hmm. a, a really cool idea of, of how to give back to everybody
3: yeah for sure and they yeah they like you said they do just crazy bonuses that help the drivers i mean almost not every week but as much as they possibly oh, yeah. can and i thought it was pretty cool last year i think it was the pure stocks they uh paid like a hundred bucks for each heat race winner or something yeah and i thought that was really cool we, we actually me yeah. and dustin have done that a time yeah. or two also i remember so. you guys doing that, that yeah
2: um, and also, Curtis has a great banquet for us. Yeah. I mean... Nice place. The The grub is pretty good, and at least I think so. Oh, I think it's delicious. The The beverages are cold. Always. <laughs> Always.
1: <laughs> yeah. Even when Dad tells you you have to go home early. One time. A little bit of snow.
2: We was in the middle of a blizzard.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
3: <laughs> that was bad. It, I think... There was like we, a
2: skiff of snow outside. I, 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 I recall the drive home when I was taking you home. and
1: uh, I do too, but that was at the point where I realized it was real. But I'm talking about when we're still at Pewter Hall with Curtis.
2: Yeah. I walked up to him and said, We got to leave. And he's like, Are you serious? Yeah. No, no, it, yeah. wasn't,
1: it wasn't even nice. Like, we got to leave. It was,
3: We're going now. We live like 45 minutes away, and it took us two, two and a half hours to get home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, was, it was terrible.
2: Well, I wasn't familiar with I can't 250. Remember, 250, and we're driving along, and Dustin's like, "Okay, you got a right hand curve coming up. It, it ought to be right here." And we just keep driving straight. Well, it's right here. Well, wait, wait a minute, it's right here. And then you couldn't, you could, I not mean, we could see not see, anything, yeah. you know, anything. And then uh, no, I prayed a lot. I prayed a lot on that trip home. We were both leaning up right in the windshield, like, where is the road? And, yeah. and then I drop him off, and he's like, do you want to stay? And I'm like, I better not, because I don't know if, if I ever get to leave here, you know, if I stay. so
1: Never been so happy to be home. <laughs>
2: but so. yeah, yeah, he was upset with me when I played Dad and said time to leave, but he was glad when we did.
1: Uh, yes, I was. I was. It was, like I got home. it was rough. So, you know, when you... um when you prepare for the the topless i know you talked a little bit about about hot laps how does it make you feel getting in the car how have you sat in the car with the top off yet no we still have everything on because we're going to run friday oh you're running thunder valley friday night so you'll take it off saturday so because that's what i just would think it would feel so much different and so weird to not have
2: it on and you know and i'm kind of wondering is it going to flutter your helmet you know you're going to have because you're going to have wind yeah where you've not really had wind before, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm, i wonder how that's going to make you know, your is it going to move your visor differently or you know stuff yeah. like that. I know I watch that you know the topless uh, super late models
1: down there in Tennessee and it, it just it, it's I and maybe it's not even as big a deal as what I think, but it, it looks so much wilder than what it does with the top on. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's a little, it's, it's crazy to me. So I'm excited to see it. You guys yeah. get after it.
3: Then I I thought it if what if it could affect like how the light comes in there oh on yeah you? and then oh. like if uh the track's really heavy which it probably it won't be by future time but more mud coming mm-hmm. in there on you because the roof top of the roof takes
1: some of it yeah not much but some
2: and hot laps that, mm-hmm. that's where you can get the mud yeah. man you know that's uh
1: and if you see a water truck i'd drive away because more water will get in <laughs> <K-Rob>. <laughs> K rob
4: yeah.
2: okay rob's only one knows about that <laughs>
1: Oh, no. No. There's a lot of people
2: that witnessed it. No, I'm saying that's what it feels like to get watered on there. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh. So, where is... We talked a little bit about Bloomington Thunder Valley and, and uh, Brownstown, obviously, but where's the dream track? Where's some of those that are bucket list tracks that you want to go race at?
3: Uh, Definitely want to try Hobstock, just because mm-hmm. it's big and wide and the class track i guess what they call it and we me and dad have talked we'd always thought it'd be cool if they had a super stock race there we'd for sure go to that oh yeah and we think it'd be a blast
2: that's another on the wheel racetrack right there yeah. you know so that's a great racetrack
3: yeah we thought like how at brownstown the last few years they've had the brandeis series mm-hmm. well we heard somebody was saying they should do it like two tracks or two races at brownstown north vernon like, make it a series, kind of, yeah. and possibly go to Hobstock. Like, that'd be real fun.
2: That'd be real fun. That'd be a cool deal. Now, if you get up to the modified, are you thinking Eldora with that? or?
3: Uh, uh pos- Eventually, maybe. He says, he says
2: yes. <laughs> Dad- He's ready, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's ready.
1: Yeah. I've heard, like, Dad Isaiah said- says, do you have a modified? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dad raced there a long time ago, and he said when he'd be going down the front stretch... He could feel the car shifting side to side. Oh really? Because it's so fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mike Field said everything is more interesting, topless. I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I So yeah, it must it must flutter your helmet a different way. Yeah. yeah.
2: You must get more dirt and... I could see some fluttering.
1: <laughs> so So Isaiah, when you get excited and you say yes, Eldora,
2: why?
4: It's number one track in the world
1: oh there you go man, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely my i'm loyal to brown sound but you're exactly right. that is my favorite track of any track i've ever been to in my whole life man i'm right there with you yeah we go that,
3: there we'll have to have a couple engines ready <laughs> oh yeah you know, the way they went through yeah. this past oh weekend. my
1: goodness yeah that was uh was unbelievable man mm-hmm. and, and it and heartbreaking you know it I get that nobody wants to spend the money on the engine, but it seemed like it bit so many, you know. But it's always underfunded been that teams that, you know, that mm-hmm. they didn't have any other options. Yeah.
3: I I know that first night they said it was really Wet because they had a lot of rain, but mm-hmm. it felt like at the stream race it was like the same thing. Everybody was mm-hmm. hurting engines, and I just thought to myself, it must be something because they only have forty eight cars, where usually they have like a hundred. Yeah, so the track's not getting as slow as it normally would. Yeah,
2: they're not blowing all that the heavy yeah. off. What else you got, Matt? How old were you when you went to Eldora the first time? I've
4: never
1: been.
2: You've never been? Oh my gosh! You so now go. let
1: me ask you this: Do you do you wait? do you go as a fan or you do is is the bucket list i i
2: only go when i drive
4: i don't know we it's a tough question
3: <laughs> have you have you been zach no, i've never been
2: you guys got to go i'm telling we you we have
3: a family that go to the world and camp every week and they're always trying to get us to go but it seems like we always have something to do and...
2: i took Dustin his first time his first time was the johnny Appleseed race over there and then mm-hmm. we turned right around a week later and went back for the dream and uh it's like a a check mark on our calendar. You know, I've been going since the '80s, but I'm I, again, I'm old. But uh, you know, I, once you go, and you can attest to this, Dustin, you want to go back, and mm-hmm. you know, every time. So
1: yeah, it, it's it's funny. I mean, it's even like watching you know the Intercontinental Classic uh, last weekend. Um, it just you, 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 it doesn't. Yes, it's Eldora, and it was fun to watch, but it doesn't feel the same. At all like i mean without a pizza burger and and cheese balls and you know the whole atmosphere mm-hmm. it's it's just not the same
2: yeah i've always said that that was my disney world you know everybody says they can't wait to go you know to disney world but going to door to me is like disney world i would much yeah. rather, i'd rather be there and anywhere on earth really
1: mm-hmm. it's a wonderland it is well hey before we take all these guys we're already at uh, 53 minutes on this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but before I do want to give you guys a chance to shout out you guys as sponsors one more time and thank everybody that helps you get there
3: alright first of all again I want to thank mom and dad uh, Davis Automotive Jerry Davis Racing Engines Swift Springs Willie Carburetor and Dyno uh, Dasco Race Supply and uh, Burt Transmission by Jeff Mounts uh,
4: mom and dad then the whole davis family especially john and jerry without them probably wouldn't know half the stuff that we do
1: awesome and again you guys both will be at thunder valley friday night yep and if you are a dirt to media vip member and you cannot make it down to thunder valley you can catch all that action live on dirt to media.tv uh also indiana pro late models matt you're going to be down there with the Indiana Pro Late yep. Models, correct? Yep. Uh, calling the action down there with the Indiana Pro Late Models, and excited to see that race down there. It's always fun when the uh, late models get back down to Thunder Valley. Uh, uh, it's usually an exciting show. It's a tight racetrack, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you like like you said earlier, Zach. You got to be up on the wheel, and then turn around. and Next weekend is um, you said Eldora is your Walt Disney World. Well, next weekend is like the Hawaiian vacation because. Uh, It is the Jackson 100, and it's even better than normal because we've got two complete shows, Friday Mm -hmm. and Saturday night. So uh, if if you don't have plans, it's where you need to be. And the, the weather looks remarkable.
2: And we'll be there all weekend
1: we will be there all weekend um we uh, you don't even know this yet but we'll have our equipment over there we're going to do some live broadcasts we're going to do some some recordings for some podcasts we're going to do some interviews
2: so uh find us um actually i kind of suspected we would uh i kind of know you
1: yeah uh we're gonna have a the full camp set up we'll be over there with race and rob with race and rob um from what i understand he's got everything planned so I'm pumped. We got a meal
2: plan and everything.
1: I mean, yeah, it's it's a full all-inclusive Hawaiian vacation, (laughs) right in Brownstown, Indiana. Heck
2: yeah. Uh, Which I wouldn't want to miss anything. But oh, you'll probably forget something.
1: uh, Yeah, like my toothbrush. Uh, (laughs) But Zach, Isaiah, I want to say this, and I mean this. Um, You know, we 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 are are blessed that we get to do this, and and guys still want to come over and talk to us, and. Um, and for us, I want you to know that this is as exciting for us to get the chance to interview you guys and talk to you guys, um, as anybody we've had on the show, because we love the future of this sport. Um, you know, you guys have seen my two kids, crazy kids that have come in here and and I want them to have this sport to love the same way I do. So I appreciate what you guys are doing to carry on the sport. I appreciate, you know, the way you guys carry yourself. Um, and i'm really excited isaiah to see you first at brownstown in a super stock and then in that modified at eldora (laughs) and zach i'm really excited to see you in victory lane at brownstown speedway
3: thank you thanks for having us and thanks for all you guys have done like this show just what it does for the sport and keeps gets keeps fan interest interested in it and gets new fans we've watched the show since it started and we've always liked
1: liked it and wanted to come on well thank you this is this is episode 105
2: 105 yeah
1: i had to look that back up but it is episode 105
2: and most podcasts don't, don't get past episode five right
1: uh, yeah but i've actually been uh, contacted by the department of defense i think they're gonna start using our early episodes in interrogations
2: <laughs> <laughs> i think they're gonna play us over and over and over we're like wine man we get better with time <laughs> yeah, <so>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or with wine um
1: so Again, everybody, uh, remember that uh, Hudson-O'Neill next Wednesday night here on the podcast. uh, I would say probably be looking for Thursday evening, maybe something coming out from Brownstown Speedway next weekend. Definitely, we'll be doing some stuff Friday afternoon leading into Mm -hmm. uh, that first, the Bowman 50, and... uh, the first of the Lucas I don't even know Oil. what that race
2: is called, but
1: I, I don't know what the Lucas Oil Friday Night race is called. At all. I don't even think
2: it has a name, but uh,
1: the Friday Night Lucas Oil race night before the Jackson, <laughs> um, and then uh, obviously on Saturday for the Jackson One Hundred, and we'll, we'll we'll do this again before we take off, and we'll do this again next week. But I am pretty sure our guest next week I know
2: who he's going to pick. So we the weeks after the Jackson we have uh, on deck uh, the Shastain brothers. Shelby Miles and Steve Peden all on deck to come. So,
1: absolutely, and and Steve, we we're excited to have you. Did I yeah. sell it? Yeah, we're excited. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna ask you guys: Who's your picks for the Jackson 100? Who wins it? Uh, Jimmy Owens. Jimmy Owens. I want to go take Devin Gilpin. Devin Gilpin, man, I just lost my pick. I, I I take Gilpin every time.
2: Davenport. All right, because he has not won a Crown Jewel at Brownstown yet
1: that's true that's a good pick um i'm saying pierce
2: really yep say bobby pierce now my second is turbo
4: yeah turbo looked pretty good in that hill tour he yeah.
2: did look really good he looked yeah. really good so, so i that i just want to see you know because davenport hasn't won a crown jewel i want him to win one and then uh
1: He's just struggled, man. Yeah. He is not. Unless like Josh himself. Rice
2: shows up, and then I'm going to root for him. Well, we will find out next week.
1: And like I said, I would ask again next week, but I'm pretty sure Huddy's probably going to say himself. I would hope so. If he doesn't, <laughs> I'll say it for him. But well, he might say he's dad. Yeah. He might. I doubt it. He that. might. But here's <laughs> even if he says he wants to see his dad win, if he's running second and he's got his right front on the inside of don's left rear he's coming send him. to the flag he'll send him i'm real interested to see how much he wants to see dad win because i'm with you i think uh, i think he's gonna race right there to to be back to back how many back-to-back jackson 100 winners of the been, historian
2: three or four i can't remember off the top of my head
1: we need to look that up before next week i believe in
2: bloomquist was the last but i might be wrong
1: i think you're yeah. right
2: but i i wouldn't know it either hang on a minute all right we can go just a little bit longer. Let's, let's go to the Google machine. I actually have it. I just keep it saved on here because you ask so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> the history page on brownstownspeedway.com answers all these. You know. It does.
1: It That's that's I, the best part of Brownstown Speedway.
3: I look through that a lot. Like at, When I'd be at school, I'd just go to Brownstown Speedway <laughs> page and just... Look at pictures and history. Scott
2: Bloomquist, sixteen seventeen, was the last back-to-back winner.
1: Wow, I didn't realize it was that recent. I thought it was Bloomquist, and then it I was Scott Bloomquist
2: like, in ten eleven. See,
1: I would have guessed ten eleven. That's what I was going to say, but I didn't realize
2: sixteen seventeen too. And then it was Scott Bloomquist in ninety ninety one. Is Bloomquist the only one? Russ petro in eighty two and eighty three. I knew petro I knew Russ Blomquist. was the very first one, and then it's been Bloomquist three times
1: so huddy's got the chance to put himself on the on the mantle with petro and yeah. bloomquist which is an actually pretty
2: rare air bloomquist won in 10 and 11 and then owens in 12 don o'neill in 13 bloomquist in 14 i'll take that back davenport won in 15 so he has won the jackson 100 okay and then bloomquist two more times and then bobby pearson hudson o'neill so yeah. i i will say this and I
1: may eat my words, but I'm very confident Bloomquist won't be in victory lane. Agree. I'm gonna agree with will. you on that yeah.
2: also. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I agree with you. I, I, Tim I, McCready ain't won it since 08. He could be. So a the, factor. you know, that's uh,
4: you always gotta watch out for him in those hundred laughs.
2: Earl, Earl Pearson, Earl Pearson Jr. in 09. So
4: you could almost make a bold
3: statement: Scott Bloomquist might not even make it. He could. Oh, I, mean, I, I have
2: over. to agree with you. Yeah, he's he's really not on the game that uh, that he was. Yeah, he's he's struggling.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I shockingly, I mean best there's been. We've had that talk. He yes. is the best
2: there's ever been. Um but he's the reason the sport is where it's at, but it's uh mm-hmm.
1: But I think it's time.
2: John Gill won it at ninety four ninety six. So he, he was close to a back to back there. Who won
1: ninety five?
2: Jack Boggs.
1: All right. Yeah. Yeah, that was the Jack Boggs. That was the year he won everything, wasn't it? Blackjack. Was, yeah, the, the car that sits
2: in front of Masterbuilt was... Uh, the 95 car. Yes. Because yeah. he won the world in 95, too. I believe so. Yeah,
1: I think so. All right, well, All right. gentlemen, good luck. Uh, Friday night at Thunder Valley, and then good luck with the top off on Saturday. Um, we'll hopefully see you in Victory Lane. Yeah, hopefully. Right. Thanks for having us. All right, All right. thanks, everybody.